We're in a message series called Basic Training. And I, my intention for this series is that God would use it to train each of us to be effective soldiers in the Lord's army. If you're a believer here this morning, you are to be a soldier in the Lord's army. Now, it's not enough simply to listen to the message on Sunday mornings. I've heard the depressing statistics about how much people on the average remember by Monday morning of the pastor's messages. Uh, you need to take this outline home. In the middle of your bulletin is an outline. I encourage you to take a look here. It's got the verses that we're covering this Sunday, as well as the outline, a place to take some notes. On the back are some study questions that you can dig in a little more deeply. And so I encourage you to take that home and in your daily time that you're spending with God to read over it, to pray over it, and to implement what you're learning in the morning into your lives uh, so that these messages can be effective. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. What is the deception? The deception is, I went to church, I heard the pastor preach. It was a, you know, it was a good message. I must be blessed. And James says, you've deceived yourself. You went, you heard the word, but you have to do it. You have to put it into practice. You have to apply it to your lives in order to be blessed. And so what is the goal of this basic training? To be a soldier in the Lord's army, it's also to change our city. And so today our topic is changing our city, changing St. Louis. We pray in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we look around our city, the city of St. Louis, do you see God's will being done as it is in heaven? Not so much. We see some of God's will being done, but we have a long, long ways to go. What are the problems that we see around us in St. Louis? Well, recently, the situation in Ferguson raised issues of racial tension, injustice in our court systems. We have ongoing problems of poverty, problems of violent crime. We have the vice of gambling. We have six large casinos in our area. The St. Louis area is the seventh largest casino market in the United States. We're not the seventh largest metropolitan area. The casinos in St. Louis take in $2.1 billion a year. It's a lot of wasted money. The St. Louis area Planned Parenthood is the only abortion provider in the state of Missouri. It does five to 6,000 abortions per year. Right here in St. Louis, that averages out to 15 abortions per day. We have issues with drug and alcohol addiction. St. Louis is the second highest percentage of sexually transmitted diseases in the nation. St. Louis was founded by Pierre Laclede in 1764. It was a French community on Spanish territory. The first church built was Catholic. Catholicism remains a stronghold in St. Louis to the present time. And so today, underlying the spiritual climate in St. Louis is a religious spirit. We're going to talk more about that as we go on this morning. A religious spirit is basically the belief that simply doing certain religious duties makes oneself right with God. If I do certain things, if I go to church on Sundays, then I must be okay with God. If I pray certain prayers enough times, then I'm going to be right with God. If I confess my sins to somebody, then I'm going to be right with God. A religious spirit. True Christianity is founded on a relationship 
of a person with Jesus Christ based on faith, not on good works. And so what can we as believers do to change St. Louis to bring God's kingdom here? 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land or city. And so God tells us today, if we humble ourselves, if we as the people of God in this church and the churches across St. Louis that believe in God, if we humble ourselves, repent and pray and seek God, then he will hear our prayers. He will bring healing. He will bring revival to the city of St. Louis. And so God wants to use Life Church as well as other churches that believe in the power of God to change our city from what it is today. Now this morning we're going to be looking at a passage from the prophet Amos in the Old Testament. Not exactly a book I preach from every Sunday. I don't think I've ever preached from Amos. Amos was a shepherd that God called as a prophet to the land of Israel in the 8th century BC. Now at this time in Israel's history, Israel was a prosperous nation. They were at peace, but the people were far from God. Idolatrous worship was popular. Immorality was rampant. The poor were oppressed. The rich lived extravagantly in the court system. The judicial system was very corrupt. And Amos called the people of his day to repentance. His call of repentance went out two years before a massive earthquake struck Israel and many people perished. His call of repentance came out about 30 years before Israel was finally conquered by the Assyrians, and many led off, many killed, and many led off into exile. It was a word of warning, a word of warning that was sadly largely unheeded. But I believe that today God's word through the prophet Amos can call us here today in the city of St. Louis and give us a message from God. What does God's word call us to do? in order to be an agent of change here in St. Louis to make a difference in our city. We need to seek the Lord for St. Louis. Isaiah 5 verse 4 says, This is what the Lord says to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. And so God here through the prophet calls on Israel to seek him, to earnestly, what does it mean to seek God? To earnestly pray to God, to choose to worship him, to seek the Lord, That implies that when we seek the Lord, we keep on seeking until we find him, until we connect with him, until we establish and strengthen our relationship with him. And what was the result if Israel sought the Lord? Well, they would live. They would live blessed lives. They would prosper in their relationship with the Lord. The alternative is given in verse 6. Now, we're not going to read all the verses in Amos chapter 5. We don't have time. I encourage you to read the whole chapter on your own time this week. In verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord and live, or he's going to sweep through Israel like a fire. The fire of God's judgment. If they did not seek after God, if they did not turn from their wicked ways, then the judgment of God was going to come. And so the Lord says to us today, Seek me and live. Seek me and live. Do not seek after idols. Verse 5. Do not seek Bethel, do not go to Gilgal, do not journey to Beersheba, for Gilgal will surely go into exile, and Bethel will be reduced to nothing. And so the cities mentioned here, Bethel, Gilgal, Beersheba, were places where idols were worshipped. 
Oh, the people, as we'll see, thought they were worshiping the Lord. They gave him some sacrifices, but they worshiped idols right along beside. They worshiped the gods of Canaan in which they lived. And so the Lord was saying to them, you cannot seek me and idols at the same time. It just doesn't work. We are to worship God and him alone. To seek the Lord and to seek the Lord alone. And repent of injustice and unrighteousness. Amos says to the people of Israel at the time, you who turn justice into bitterness and cast righteousness to the ground. And so the people of Israel at the time, they were not walking in justice. They were dealing with people unjustly in their systems and in their private lives. They were not walking in righteousness. They were doing many things that were contrary to the word of God. They were simply out for their own interests. They, many sought to live their own lifestyles, luxurious lifestyles at the expense of the poor and those less fortunate. They kept all their money, they kept all their resources to themselves to spend on extravagances rather than helping those who were in need. And God was calling on them to repent of their sins. And so what is God calling us to do today here in St. Louis? He's calling us through his word to seek him in prayer. Most of us pray pretty frequently. And what do we pray about most? My hand would be up for myself and for my needs and for my family's needs. That's okay. We're supposed to pray for those. But God wants us to expand our prayers beyond ourselves, beyond our families, to our city to the city of St. Louis, to the people who live beyond our immediate circle of relationships. And so in your daily prayer time, take some time on a regular basis to seek God for St. Louis, for the city that we call home, that they would turn away from idols. You know, we still have idols today. All the problems I read about before in the city of St. Louis are the result of idolatry. Take one, for example, why do people go to the gambling casinos? Why is $2.1 billion spent there? Because people think they might win, right? They might win and get a lot of money and all their problems would be solved. What idol is that? Greed, the idol of money. Money will solve all my problems. And so what do they do? They lose all their money. $2.1 billion worshiping the idol of money. And we could go on with all the other problems in St. Louis. People worshiping idols. Why are there so many sexually transmitted diseases? People worship the pleasure of sex. Sex outside of marriage. Thinking it fulfills them. Thinking it meets their needs. And instead, it causes their destruction. So, pray to God for St. Louis. Seek God for St. Louis to turn away from idols, to seek the Lord, that the people around us might truly live and have eternal life. A week from this coming Wednesday is our monthly prayer and praise night. We have it on the third Wednesday every month. It's a time to concentrate on seeking the Lord. And many of you have never participated. We get about 20% of people on Sunday mornings come to our 
prayer and praise night. And I'd encourage you to seek the Lord together with us. Don't be afraid. We're not going to make you pray out loud in front of other people, okay? You can just sit and participate and listen and pray in your hearts. We have a time, a little time of worship, a little time of teaching on prayer, and then we pray. We'd encourage you to come if you've never participated before. Jesus said that his church would be called a house of prayer. And so we want to grow in prayer here at Life Church so that our prayers can be used by God to help change St. Louis. And so we seek God for St. Louis. We also seek the good, seek good for St. Louis. Verse 14, Amos says, Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you just as you say he is. And so not only were the people of Amos' day to seek the Lord, they were to seek good in their own lives and for their country. They were seeking evil, they weren't seeking good. So what does it mean to seek good? It simply means to seek God's will. To seek God's will for yourself. To seek God's will for those around you in your city. And when you're seeking God's will, then God will be with you. He's pleased with people who are seeking his will. He answers the prayers of people who are praying according to his will. Now the people of Israel, they said, God is with us. But he was not with them. They were deceived. They didn't understand because they were not seeking good. They were actually seeking evil. And to seek good is actually to hate evil. Verse 15, the prophet Amos says to the people of Israel, hate evil, underline that word hate. As believers, we are to hate something. We're to hate evil. Now, we're not to hate people who do evil. We're to hate the evil that they do. Love good. Maintain justice in the courts. And so in order to seek and love the good, you must hate, really hate evil in all its forms. The tendency is to begin to accept what our decadent society accepts to be complacent. It's a slippery slope. Something that was wrong 20 years ago, everybody said was wrong, is now accepted. And, well, that's the way it is now. I don't participate, but hey, you know, whatever people want, I guess it's okay. That's not hating evil. We ought to hate evil with a passion because evil brings God's judgment on people. Evil brings destruction into lives, into relationships, into communities, into families. Hate evil. When we truly hate evil, we're going to work to see it abolished. If you really hate something, you're going to go after it. Here, justice in the courts is mentioned as something good. Justice in the courts is rulings in keeping with God's word. Rulings in keeping with God's word. Do all our courts, all our judges make rulings in keeping with God's word? No. We ought to work towards that. Electing officials who will appoint godly judges. That's how we can have an influence on our court system. Electing officials who will appoint godly judges. Hating evil. Doing what we can to bring it down and to exalt the good. As for God's mercy, perhaps, verse 15, the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on the remnant of Joseph. 
And so the prophet's words to Israel was that if they repented, then the Lord would have mercy on the remnant, those who hated evil and loved the good. And so those who were listening to the prophet with ears to obey were to pray. They were asked to ask for God's mercy. There are times when it becomes too late for repentance to stay God's hand of judgment. And yet through repentance, we can ask for God's mercy for ourselves and for those who have repented, the remnant, the people who are seeking after God. And so we pray as we seek the good for St. Louis. So to seek the good for St. Louis is both to pray and to put our prayers into action for the good of the city. To seek good for our city is to speak God's truth to those around us. As a church, we must model what our church, what our city should look like. It should be a place of unity, a place where people of every age, every race, every nationality are respected. And so we welcome people at Life Church of every age, of every race, of every nationality, because we want our church to be an example of the unity that God wants to see in our city, the unity that we share here in Christ. So God loves every person that he created. He doesn't have any favorites, and neither should we. We as a church continue to reach out to the poor. We collect food for our Circle Sundays on the fourth Sunday of the month. If you're not aware of that, we collect food and put it in the entryway uh, on the fourth Sunday, and that's used to distribute to needy people in the areas uh, around our church. We're going to be preparing Christmas stockings to be distributed to inner city children again this year. And as the details come out in the coming weeks, we encourage you to get involved with that. Early next year, we're going to be preparing through the women's ministry fleece blankets for unwed mothers who have chosen to give birth rather than to abort their babies. And so we continue to look for ways to seek good for our city, both in our own lives and as a church family. But most importantly, we seek changed hearts. You know, how is our city really going to change? What is the key point? It's only as the hearts of people are changed, as they encounter Jesus Christ and make him Lord of their lives. In Amos' day, the people thought they were believers, but they weren't. They didn't understand that you can't worship God and idols at the same time. If you try, you're simply worshiping idols. And so Amos brought the message from the Lord that the people's hearts needed to change. They needed to resist having a religious spirit. Verse 21, Amos says, I hate, I despise, this is God speaking through the prophet Amos, I despise your religious feasts. I cannot stand your assemblies. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. And so these are God's word through the prophet Amos to the people of Israel. The people thought they were worshiping the Lord. They still kept the religious feast. They still assembled together on the Sabbath. They gave offerings. They sang and played worship music, but something was wrong. God said, I, I hate, I despise all these religious activities. I can't stand them. I have no regard for them. I won't even listen when you play your worship music. And why was that? because these religious activities were not coming from the hearts of the people. These religious activities were not coming from hearts that were seeking God. They were not seeking good. 
they had not repented of their evil practices. And so these religious activities were simply external things. They were motions that the people were going through that actually made them think God was with them because they were going through the outward motions, but he was not. The religious activities, their idolatrous and sinful lifestyles showed that their worship was not genuine. What was the Lord looking for? He was looking for changed hearts. He was looking for prayers for revival. Verse 24, the prophet says to the people, let justice roll on like a river and righteousness like a never-failing stream. And so justice and righteousness are actions of people that are in a relationship with God. People who believe in God, people whose hearts are changed by the Lord. The people of Amos' day were characterized by injustice and unrighteousness. And a revival needed to happen. A revival was required that their hearts might be changed, that they might turn back to the Lord. Not in having more feasts or festivals or meetings together, but in an inward change in their hearts, that they might begin to truly worship God from their hearts. God was looking for changed hearts that would result in changed actions. And the same is true for us today in the city of St. Louis. We must stand for the truth of God's word in elections. That's true. In fact, if every person who claimed to be a Christian voted, most of the elections would turn out very different than the way they do. Many people just think my vote is not going to count. And so as we have elections, we may, must seek good in them, to seek to cast our vote in keeping with biblical principles. But what we need most is not to win in a ballot box. What we need most is for people's hearts to be changed, for people's hearts to be given to the Lord, to become genuine believers. In St. Louis, only about one out of six adults is an evangelical or born-again believer. Many more claim to be Christian and have allegiance to various denominations, and yet their beliefs and actions show that their hearts are not really changed. How do we know when someone is a genuine believer? It's when their beliefs and their actions line up with the Word of God. Anybody can say, I'm a Christian. But do their beliefs line up with the Word of God, what the Lord of God says a believer is? Do their actions line up with what the Word of God says believers do? That's what a true Christian is. And so we must pray for a move of God's Spirit across the St. Louis area, a move of the Spirit that brings repentance from the various idols that people worship, from the sinful practices that are prevalent. Pray that people would seek God. And as we pray, we must be ready to be part of the answer to our own prayers. Because there are people that you know, people that I know, people in our circle of relationships that do not yet know Jesus Christ. Last Sunday we talked about reaching out, and we need to put that teaching into practice. Being witnesses to those that we know, telling others the good news about Jesus, what he has done in our lives, and what he can do in theirs as well. And so we mustn't despair at the state of our city as we look at it. Remember, nothing is impossible for God. All things are possible with God. And as we seek the Lord, he's able to convict sinners to save them. And he can use us as we cooperate with his plan. And so this week, I'd encourage you to read over Amos chapter 5. 
Go over this outline in your prayer time. And ask God how his word to Israel through the prophet Amos thousands of years ago applies to us today in the city in which we live. The video and audio of the message is posted on our website and on Facebook early next week. I'd encourage you to take some time to listen to it again. Ask God what he would have you do. What he'd have you change in your life to make an impact in our city, to make changes in St. Louis. And as you seek the Lord, seek not just for your own needs, for your family's needs, but for this city that we call home. And ask God for our church to be more effective at reaching out and making a difference. That God would help us to be an influence in our area for the truth of the gospel. And so let's not complain, let's not grumble about the problems that we face or the problems our city faces, but seek the good of St. Louis. Hate the evil that is destroying people's lives and keeping them from hearing the good news. And let's pray for a revival. Let's pray for changed hearts across our whole city and believe God to use each one of us in our church as a whole to make a difference as we stand for his truth. This morning, if you're not sure that you're a believer, I'd give you simple instructions how to become a believer. First of all, admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong things. Repent, turn away from those things and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, took our sins upon himself that we might be forgiven. He rose from the dead and we commit our lives to following him all the days of our lives. So let's bow our heads right now. If you're not sure you're a believer this morning or if you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus, I encourage you to pray along with me. Say something like this. Father, today I admit I've, I've sinned. I've done wrong things. Please forgive me. I repent. I turn away from those things. I believe that Jesus died on the cross that I might be forgiven. I put my faith and trust in him. Come into my life. I commit myself to following Jesus as my Lord and Savior, to doing everything he tells me to do. In Jesus' name. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray that God would use us. Father, we thank you today for these words of the prophet Amos spoken thousands of years ago. Help us to take heed to your warnings and your exhortations. Forgive us for not seeking you as we should. for ourselves, and especially for our city. Forgive us for being complacent to the sin and idolatry that we see around us, to the people who are going the wrong direction in life. Today we make a commitment to seeking you for the good of our city of St. Louis. Give us a hatred for the evil in our area that is destroying lives. May we pray and take action against it. May we be bold to stand up against the religious spirit that keeps people from Jesus by simply going through the motions, going through religious motions. And help us to pray and not give up until we see more and more people, God, saved through our witness. We pray that you bring revival across the entire, religion, entire region for your name's sake. We pray, God, that your kingdom would come, your will would be done, in St. Louis, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.